Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey, Twisted listeners, I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva. And we are Twisted Listers, a weekly podcast about murder and lists. Each week, we choose a new topic and we cover 10 cases all under that common theme. We've done incredible fun topics like family annihilators, cannibals, killer grandmas. And we've also done survivor stories for those of you that like a more uplifting tale. So if this sounds like your kind of party, join us every Monday, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So yeah, we hope you tune in and we hope that you stay off our lists. Bye. And welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Blinka. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Bad Axe is brought to you by the Podmoth Media Network. Check out Podmoth for more great podcasts. You can support the show and get over a year's worth of bonus episodes over at patreon.com backslash badaxepod. Additionally, you now get ad-free early episodes. And there's a link in our show notes. Membership start at just... One dollar. Woo-woo. You can also support the show for free by leaving us a positive review and by telling a friend about us. Now, on to today's case. Dun-dun-dun. Today, we are staying right here in Houston, Texas. What? Best city ever. Is it? Yeah. That's a little too far. It's the best city in which we live. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> it's not a terrible city. I mean, there's a lot of benefits, but I mean, ever? Right. Look, any city that we're in is the best city. Oh, my god. Like, gosh. when we go on vacation, the best city travels with us. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, we're just going to keep, we're going to keep the train moving. We are going back to February 2015 today. Back in 2015, 28-year-old Ebony Harris lived in Houston Ebony resided in apartment 506 in the Siena Courtyard's apartment homes, which are located, I have an address this time, at 13503 Northborough Drive in Houston, Texas. I was able to look up these apartments because I had the perfect address, and it's in a traditional apartment building, a long two-story rectangle, essentially, with, <laughs> <laughs> with brown brick and square windows on the front of the building. That kind of look like old-timey school windows, if you know what I'm talking about, That from the schools that were built in, like, mid-century, like the 50s and 60s. They all have that kind of square window aesthetic and, like, a long, not yeah. not very exciting rectangle. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I can picture it, yeah. But with, with brown brick instead of the institutional gray of an old-timey school. Of course, yeah. <laughs> okay, this complex is in the city's Greens Point neighborhood, which a lot of locals refer to as Guns Point, <laughs> because crime tends to be a little bit higher in Greens Point than in other neighborhoods. It does, yeah. Although, I, I mean, I've heard that it's, I mean, it's kind of gotten better uh-huh. in recent years, but I mean, it has. I it, have the, that in my notes. The the nickname doesn't 
is hard to it's harder to shake the nickname it once really you get is. it though. And yeah. it also just flows so well. It does. And people will be talking about it on Reddit or like they'll move here and just be like, Why is this neighborhood so much more affordable? And then people will respond with things like, You mean guns point? <laughs> and then they're like, I don't want to live there. To be fair though, in the city, I feel like everywhere is guns point. <laughs> Especially if you're on the highway. There was just another highway rate road rage shooting that caused a whole car accident, like, I think yesterday. So, you kind of just have to watch out over here. Yeah, especially on the roads. People are out of control. Yeah. Let, let, let's, let's go with They're that. out of control. I, I had to down-select a few profanities to out of control. It's scary. You have to be <laughs> chill. There was a car that was honking its horn at me the other day when I was going. I was already speeding in the fast lane. We are really serious about the fast lane here in Texas. People will literally shoot you if you are going the wrong speed. And so I was already speeding. And I was, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get out of the way. But I had trouble getting out of the way because the person behind me was being so erratic. And I was just like, please don't shoot me. <laughs> please do not shoot me. I am already trying to speed with you. Like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> yeah, man. A couple months ago, I, I saw like the craziest shit. Was this, the, the car in the lane left to the left of me, a car was speeding like 90 miles down the hour is started tailgating the car in front of it. Like to the point where it's like literally just a couple of inches and like, they're going like 70 miles an hour and he's tailgating this dude by a couple of inches. I thought he was going to hit him. So mm-hmm. then he decides, then he, he slows down, screams past this guy, gets right, like cuts him off to the point where he's like a couple inches in front of him mm-hmm. or like maybe a foot in front of him and then slams on his brakes. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, and like the other car like barely, barely managed to stop before they yeah. hit him. And then this this asshole like speeds off after doing that. That's crazy. And I was like, I, I would be so terrified if I was yeah. the, the sane driver there because like if, if I had... <laughs> the sane driver. Because like if I had rear-ended that guy, I 100% yeah. would have gotten murdered. Oh my god! Because like you know th- that psychopath has a, has a fucking gun in his car. You know he does. Here in Houston, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh anyway. my gosh. I have a very identifiable car and it's also a Prius and I cannot be... <laughs> I can't be trying to slam on my brakes or anything like that because the Prius doesn't stop that fast. Like let's be honest with ourselves, Prius... Um, the Prius does not stop that fast. It needs time to think about what it's doing. It also does not speed up that fast, but it does get really great gas mileage. All right. So let's get back to Ebony because I feel like we've now gotten distracted by guns and highways, but that is what life is like here in Houston, um, but also hot usually. So I don't know that that's a benefit. We have good museums. That's our one thing, I think. And food. We have great food. <laughs> Okay, so we're in Guns Point. I mean, Greens Point. Oh, my God. Now I'm doing it. We're in Greens Point at the Siena Courtyards. And now it's getting serious. We're very serious because something bad is going to happen. All right. So the mother of two kids, Ebony, was close to her family, even though her mom, Patricia Buffalo, or it could be Patricia. Um, that's how I chose to say it in my head. So I'm going to say Patricia, which I realize is rude because maybe her name is Patricia. But it's spelled with the P, and it just... Isn't Patricia a really pretty name? Is that just me? It's very nice. All right. Her mom, Patricia, lived several states away in Virginia. Her kids were 11 and 4, and she was raising them as a single mom. Ebony had a reputation for being kind and helpful. Her cousin, Roshonda, said that Ebony was always making extra food and inviting her over to eat because she was just that kind of person. 
It's really nice. I know. I feel like that's very undervalued because there is no scenario where I would actually intentionally make extra food for someone unless it was a holiday. So I really think that's a kindness that is being understated that she would do that for her family members. Yeah, absolutely. Even with the distance between Texas and Virginia, Ebony and her mom still had a great relationship. And her mom wanted to play an active role in her grandchildren's life. In fall 2014, Ebony traveled to Virginia to visit her mom and drop off one of her sons. While visiting her mother, she met her neighbor, as in the mother's neighbor, 29-year-old Marcus Murphy. Murphy was a sailor with the United States Navy, which caught Ebony's attention. She also thought he was attractive, and so they started talking. And since Murphy was very close friends with her mom, in some cases her mom would sometimes refer to him as her best friend, he seemed like a, he seemed like a great guy. So the pair soon started dating, and they had a very interesting dating relationship. Um, she thought he was great. She, he, he thought she was great. And so they tried to make this happen. Now, since she lived in Houston and he lived in Virginia, they couldn't have a typical relationship, obviously. But they saw each other when they could and they kept talking. We know that their relationship continued over the next few months and that it did get physical despite the difference because in early 2015, Ebony found out she was pregnant. Nice. And even more exciting for her and her family, she was pregnant with twins. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Very exciting. When she told Marcus Murphy the good news, he was not exactly thrilled, though. Uh Uh-oh. And there's a reason for this. You see, he was dating Ebony in secret. Oh, boy. Yep. So, he was not exactly expecting to become a father to her children. In fact, he had a long-term girlfriend already. And he had twins with her. Wow, there's a lot of twins coming out of this guy. I know. Well, it's not even... The, the weird part is is that the, the, the father... From the women. Yeah, yeah, doesn't even determine the twins. So, he's just finding these ladies that just make twins, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so he already had his own set of twins, and he did not want another one. And he really wasn't looking for anything special with Ebony. And so when she told him this, she's thinking, oh, we're going to have a family. He's going to be a dad to my kids. But he's like, nah, I don't want to do this. That sucks. Yeah. Ebony, though, did not realize just how opposed he was to starting a family with her. Because while she was preparing for her twins to arrive, Marcus was trying to figure out how to get out of this relationship. He got his chance in February 2015. On Wednesday, February 25th, a maintenance man who worked for the Siena Courtyards was making his rounds spraying for bugs. I will say, according to the reviews of this apartment complex, some people say that there are still a lot of bugs, despite their maintenance. Although, and you'll be happy to know this, the staff over at the Siena Courtyards could not find any of those people with complaints in their records. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, make of that what you will. Yeah, legit. This maintenance guy, though, was walking around, entering the apartments, and spraying for the bugs. At around 2.10 p.m. that afternoon, he reached Ebony's apartment. And when he entered her bedroom, he made a horrible discovery. Because Ebony lay deceased, bleeding from stab wounds. Oh, no. The maintenance man called for help, and police rushed to the scene. Unfortunately, it was too late to help Ebony. 
The medical examiner declared her dead at the scene, and when they examined her body, they found stab wounds to her back and her chest. When police began investigating, they ruled out any signs of forced entry, suggesting that Ebony may have known her killer. Or maybe the killer had a key like that maintenance worker. Right. Officers soon learned that the last time anyone had seen her alive was the morning of February 24th between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. So they had a fairly short window to investigate. Additionally, texts on her phone showed that Ebony was pregnant with the twins and that she had already told Marcus Murphy about the pregnancy. According to the text, she had told him that he was the father. Investigators perceived Murphy's responses as being one of, quote, surprise and dismay. Yeah, it's never a good reaction. Yeah, so at this point, they have determined that he wasn't excited about the babies, and they decided that he definitely looked like a suspect, even though he lived several states away in Virginia. Yeah, that's definitely a suspect. Yeah. So, in order to explain how he could have done this murder, authorities would have to explain how he could have gotten to Texas during the window of the crime. When they questioned Murphy, he denied being in Houston. Additionally, he wasn't missing for Virginia from Virginia for any length of time that would be suspicious. You know, like if we were going to travel to Virginia, I mean, even if it were to commit a murder, which we would not do, you, you don't just like drive there and drive back and like no one notices. That's true. So they're kind of looking at how can he have made a trip and not had have been gone for a really long time kind of thing. So they started kind of wondering if this could have been an alibi that he lives out of state. As the police were looking for suspects, they also collected some great evidence. Fortunately, investigators were able to recover skin cells from under Ebony's nails because she had scratched her attacker as she was trying to fight and save her life and the lives of her unborn twins. Yeah. So this is a big piece of evidence because they know if they can just find the suspect, they'll have DNA evidence that they can use at trial to convict them of this murder. When the DNA came back, the officers realized that they had the identity of their suspect already because the DNA under Ebony's nails matched... Marcus. Marcus Murphy, exactly. Mm -hmm. When authorities checked his phone records, they even had more proof because his phone pinged from the tower near Ebony's apartment during the time of the murder. Of course it did. Mm -hmm. So now they had to figure out how he got to Houston. So here's what happened. He has a really long convoluted uh, explanation. I want to actually wait and, and get to the trial before I tell you that. So I'm going to pause for one second and not tell you that yet. Okay. Okay. So after they had this evidence, authorities arrested Marcus Murphy on May 18th, 2015, which was almost three months after Ebony's murder. And they charged him with murder. However, it actually took several years for this case to go to trial. If you recall from earlier, Ebony was killed in February, 2015. This case went to trial in November 2022. Oh, my God. Literally, like, a month and a half ago. That's insane. I know. It's so long. Well, I mean, I get COVID a few years, but, like, mm -hmm. I mean, this happened, what, four years before, four and a half years before COVID? Yeah, I think I it's mean, just the, the Harris County court system, because this happened in, in Houston, in Harris County, 
And I'm sure some of you guys have heard us talk about this before, that we have a bail problem over here because we have a lot of serious offenders that are getting out on bail and committing other really bad crimes. Like there have literally been people who were charged with murder and had really good cases against them, but again, are presumed innocent and then got bail and then committed even more murders. Like sometimes literally like the same day or the day after they killed another person. And this has become like such a common problem that it's become a running joke in a way of just how bad the, that the system is right now with bail. But the problem is, is that when someone's charged with a crime, they are presumed innocent and some of them are innocent. And so it's not right to have people sitting in jail for extended periods of time. And I know that's one of the things that really upsets me when I'm listening to other true crime cases. When, cause sometimes there are people that are like sitting in jail for like eight to 10 years to fight charges that they're later acquitted of. So they literally have served eight to 10 years in jail when they were never convicted of a crime. Yeah. So it's hard because you definitely have to have people out on bail if it's going to take that long. And the reason why we have that problem here is because our court is too inundated and there's not enough like judges and facilities and things like that to process all the cases that we have. Yeah. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we don't really here in Harris County, they don't really pursue drug charges as, as vehemently, like especially like marijuana. But I feel like that's definitely an area where maybe we could make some reform and change how that all that is handled so that we aren't wasting court time with someone who is using marijuana because why is that a thing that's happening legit it's confusing as to why we have we're we have too many cases but then we're processing not processing we're prosecuting things that it just doesn't yeah. yeah but whatever the reason in this case he waited for over seven for almost eight whole years really to get to trial. Yeah. Because they were a couple of years away from eight years after the murder. Yeah. And again, had arrested him almost immediately. <laughs> so this trial started in November 2022. During the trial, Murphy showed up every day in his Navy uniform, which could make a huge impact on a Texas jury. That was definitely a smart card to play because I feel like depending on which jurors you had, like from which area, that would definitely make a big impact on them. The prosecution argued that Murphy's motive for killing Ebony was the twins, and they believed that he was hoping that he could still hide this relationship from his existing girlfriend, who was the mur- who was the mother of his existing children, and basically he had no room in his heart for Ebony or her babies. And you're probably thinking, what about that opportunity, though, right? Because we know he lived in Virginia. He said he didn't come to Texas, but we know he had his phone ping here, yep. and we know he had his DNA So what exactly happened here? So investigators were able to trace his route from Virginia to Houston. And it is crazy. Okay. So first, Murphy drove from Virginia to Charlotte, North Carolina on Tuesday, February 24th, 2015. Once he was in Charlotte, he boarded a plane to Detroit. In Detroit, he switched planes and got on a Houston flight. He was only in Houston for about three hours based on the, the travel that they were able to pinpoint. During those three hours, he went to Ebony's apartment where he murdered her. Then Murphy returned home by flying from Houston to Atlanta. Not Detroit. He went back to Atlanta this time. Then he went from Atlanta to Charlotte where he retrieved his car and drove home to Virginia. 
all of this travel was completed in about a day. And in plane tickets alone, he was he spent a thousand dollars. Wow! So he did all that convoluted shit, thinking what nobody was going to be able to trace him. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Okay, man. Like that's. It's wild. Yeah, like there's no chance you're gonna do that. Like if you're trying to avoid detection, mm-hmm. going through an airport is a terrible way to go because there's like a billion cameras everywhere. That's what I was thinking. I you was know? airport does seem like the least safe. I mean, <laughs> some of these people that have committed these types of murders have mm. gone until on vacation somewhere like closer to their murder and then gone and checked into a hotel and then like snuck out of the hotel and driven the car to the murder site, committed the murder and driven back like in the overnight hours and it's also the road is less busy so you can kind of fly through and then act like they were waking up at the hotel yeah but even then we know about that because they freaking got caught yeah like i have seen other cases where that's happened so this is not a good plan yeah especially if you're bringing your cell phone with you like (laughs) yeah that's a good point if you've watched true crime you know that you can't bring your phone with you when you commit a crime or they're gonna find you yeah. I mean, like, it's been like that since before. Like, that ain't even a modern technology thing. Like, they, they've been able to ping you off of cell towers for a long, long-ass time. That's a good point. I mean, for a for, while. Yeah. It's like the beginning of cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, if you're going to commit a murder, like, you got to take the battery out of your phone or leave it at home. Like, Yeah, don't. You, I think you're supposed to leave it at home, yeah, right? And then yeah. you, like, try to call it from another phone so that it'll right. ping or something. I don't know if it pings when you call it. But yeah. regardless, also, don't commit murders. Yes, don't commit murders. But if you want to be mm-hmm. smart about it. Yeah, and as, but as you notice, <laughs> even as we're saying, like, oh, you do this, 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 or whatever, there's still, like, giant holes in the plan. Like, yeah. Like, all these plans sound... You should just never murder people because it's wrong. But also, like, they always sound like a good idea, but there's a million holes. So yeah. unless you get some unsolved mysteries cops... You're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. Or maybe if you're, like, really rich. Yeah. Or, like, a very hot blonde lady. Like, because that seems to be... You get away with whatever. Yeah. But Those are the three criteria, basically. Yeah. Rich, hot blonde lady. Or unsolved mysteries cops. Unsolved mysteries cops. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get. That's how to get away with murder. Yeah. Shitty cops. <laughs> lots of money. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Prerequisite. All right. So, in addition to all this other great evidence, they also had the DNA under Ebony's nails. Harris County District Attorney Kim Og said of this crime. Quote, this poor woman opened the door to her home and thought she would be celebrating a new chapter in her life. But instead, the man she loved brutally stabbed her to keep their relationship a secret. This was a planned, premeditated, and cold-blooded case of domestic violence. Unquote. Yeah, it's very sad. Yes, and we agree with this that we're not done yet because the defense had their own version of events. Of course, they as did. you know. Of course. Um. So obviously, they had him in his outfit, his navy outfit, and I'm not going to comment on navy outfits because <laughs> y'all don't know this, but Aaron's dad is in the was in the navy, and he is a proud um, navy person. What are they called? Oh, Vets. sailors, yes. sailors, seamen. They're called seamen. That's a real thing. That's what they're called. I I know, but and he's, sailors like he's a he's a veteran. I mean, yeah, and a veteran. Yeah, he's a Those veteran. Those are the things that they are yeah. called. Yeah. Well, I was trying to remember because I keep wanting to call them Marines, and that's not the right word. Yeah, it's not. That's yeah. a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Yep. And I get hung up on it because there's boats involved. Yeah. Do Marines have boats though? Are they? Do they have just all kinds of stuff? 
I don't okay, now we're distracted. Okay, we're back <laughs> on this. Okay, so he has his Navy outfit on. And also, uh, they said that the DNA under Ebony's fingernails, it actually was there for a very innocent reason. I don't know if you know this. But they had actually had sex a couple months ago. And that's how DNA got there. Wait, wait. so it was left over from a few months ago? Yeah, according to his lawyer, apparently. Wow. That's what they went with. I don't, uh, that's pretty, that's a pretty far-fetched mm-hmm. excuse. I mean, A for effort on yeah. trying to come up with it, but I don't, I don't <laughs> Is think. Is that an A? I don't know. It's a, it's a B minus for effort, but I mean, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know that I would buy that. No. You know what I mean? Like I was saying A for effort cause like he's definitely stretching. Like he's. Yeah. He's, he's got to say something. Yeah. He's stretching way out there looking for, for an excuse, but it ain't, it's yeah. not landing for me. That's it's, wild. Yeah. He shot from half court, but it didn't... It did it, not make it, it at all. It didn't make it, no. Additionally, they argued that Ebony had been having sex with multiple partners when she got pregnant, and that she tried to pin the babies on Murphy, which was actually kind of true. Because, in an awful twist, investigators learned during their investigation that Murphy was not the father of the twins. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, like, again, they lived far apart, and... So it wasn't like they were necessarily exclusive. And yeah. so she thought they were his babies. And she did tell him that based on the text message. But it turned out that he wasn't the father. And he basically killed her for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah, that makes it even more sad. I know. It is more sad. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't be murdering people. But but also, it's just so sad that, like, if he just would have waited. It, yeah, it, it would have Yeah, it would have worked out anyway. Yeah. And then she'd be alive. Her kids would be alive. This other guy, hopefully, was a better dude. Yeah, I de- well, we're going to pretend he I mean, was because we have no evidence otherwise. He probably wasn't a murderer. Yeah, most likely. I mean, the likelihood that she knew two murderers was probably low. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. I would hope so, yeah. Hopefully she didn't have that kind of bad luck. Yeah, that sounds terrible. On November 9th, 2022, the jury started deliberating at the end of this trial, and they took only about an hour and 45 minutes to reach a verdict. They found Murphy guilty of murder. After the verdict, he received an automatic sentence of life without parole, which was nice for him because, I mean, it is Texas. Yeah, I mean, a and, triple homicide with, with with two babies. I mean, yeah. Hell. People do get a little bit death penalty whenever there's babies involved. I was going to say, yeah, like the the, the babies is, is what really put, gets the needle in your arm. Yeah, like people wild out in Texas yeah. about that kind of thing. So he got life in prison. Ebony's mother, Patricia, said that she was happy with the verdict. And at the same time, it felt like another loss to her because she thought of Murphy kind of like her own child and at some points had referred to him as her best friend. And he had been her neighbor for a while before he dated her daughter. So it wasn't like he was just some boyfriend of her daughter's. Like she had a relationship with him before her daughter did. Yeah. Also, she couldn't help but feel sorry for Murphy's mother and her loss because now she's losing her son to the prison system, which sucks. Yeah. And I just thought that showed that she has a really big heart like her daughter, and I thought that was sweet. It is. Murphy's defense team says that they plan to appeal the conviction, which I'm sure is a surprise to absolutely nobody. Yeah, doesn't everyone appeal their conviction? I think like, unless you give up your appeals. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I'm just imagining, like, that one person who goes to prison is like, 
Yeah, I did it. I'm not going to appeal. Yeah, it would you be kind of nice if, like, people who did it were just like, oh, you got me. You got yeah, me. Like, I, I was trying to get off. Like, I was like, we played an honest game, but you got me. Yeah. Like, that would just be nice. It would be nice. Plus, then you wouldn't have to tie up the prisons or the court system with appeals. Yeah, and also, because yeah. some people really didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you leave the appeal system for people who actually need it. Yeah, who did know. not do it and it have been injustices. Yeah. That's not even a word. I don't know. They've been, they've been injusticed. <laughs> they've been injusticed. I'm trying. I like that. It's a new verb. Yes. Injusticed. And they they need to have appeals. And so. That's right. Yeah. Although then I feel like it'd be a lot easier to decide the appeals if we knew that only the people who were innocent. <laughs> I get an It just appeal. works out. It just works out that way. They're like, hey, man, I really didn't do it. And they're like, okay, okay, you got us. Like, <laughs> we played a good game though, right? <laughs> that, that lying expert, that really sealed the deal for us. Yeah. The guy with the watermelons. Oh, my gosh. That's one of the craziest things about crime shows is just the people with the weird evidence. Yeah. Okay, but before we get distracted by weird evidence, I do have another update. Because in the year since Ebony's murder, this is how long it's been. Her children are now, like, one of them, the 11-year-old, is a whole adult now. Wow, yeah. He's 18. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, her her child, would, imagine an 11-year-old baby and now a whole adult amount of time yeah that's crazy and then her other son was four and now he's 11 he lives with his father isn't that crazy that like crazy. that that other one the 11 year old his pretty much most of his childhood he was dealing with the fact that his mom was murdered and that his mom's murderer was just like not at trial yeah that's just awful yep well we wish them the best though and we hope that the mother is doing awesome as well and also that hopefully Marcus Murphy and his other kids are doing well because that sucks for them. Because also now they have a parent in prison, which we are all, you know, we know that we know now here at Bad Axe that that's really hard for them. Yeah, it's true. And we hope that they are getting support because that sucks and is not a reflection on them. And we should talk about the people with the bad evidence. That's right. We just watched one of the true crime shows that just came out on Netflix. And now I'm I'm struggling. Which one was the one the, that the, the killing, killing fields? fields. Yeah, we, we already talked about those on the Patreon, didn't we? Yeah. Because I was confused because being in, from Houston, I've watched a lot of killing fields stuff, and they left out so many other murders that have happened in that same area because a lot of people have dumped bodies over there, not just the guys that they talked about. So that was interesting to me that they chose to leave out like all of the other murders that have happened in the killing fields. Yeah. We also watched the one where the pervert called the fast food places and had them strip and sexually assault workers. Yeah. And we had a lot of intense emotions. That's true. That about was, that. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Because first of all, the one, the, the one dude in the Louise Ogden case who literally his, first of all, the wife, the, his fiance was the manager. Yeah. And what planet would it make sense for the cops to ask you to have your fiance come watch a nude teenager? Like, what is wrong with you, lady? Yeah, like if you hadn't picked up on all of the red flags by then, that should have been like yes. the one that tipped you off. And you know? also, I think he should have gotten longer than, I think he got five years. I actually mm. think he should have gotten longer because I don't think it's reasonable that a cop would ask you to do a sex act with a teenager for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, he raped that girl. Yeah, he did. Like, I I don't even... What the fudge? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you, person? Because that's... You just want to do that shit. That's the problem, is that all these people that were doing it just wanted to do that. Yeah. Especially the sexual assault people, because 
at no point, even if you did think they were stealing, like, I will float you the pants. Like, I still think you're dumb and that you should probably be prosecuted. But, like, I could maybe understand how you thought it was rational to have them, like, take their pants off and shake them upside down. Even though, obviously, you should not do that. Yeah. But I'm willing to float you that you thought that made sense. But the full nudity in the sex acts, that's where I'm like, you knew, you had to know. There's no way that I refuse to believe that you would think that was okay. Yeah. That's not even part of it. Like, if people, if you think that's part of it, then what do you think, do you think the justice system should be just routinely sexually assaulting people? Like, I'm... No. No. No, it should not be doing that. Absolutely not. Yep. But that was a very compelling uh, series. I almost didn't watch it because it sounded like not as interesting because it was just people making phone calls. And then it ended up being really compelling just because of how incredibly ridiculous it was. Also, since now I'm just segued into true crime shows because apparently this case was very short. The show Who the Bleep Did I Marry has a whole new series out. Not series. Season. And it's different from the prior seasons. We have enjoyed watching that show together because it's they kind of has like a comedic bent to it usually. Not always because some of these people did terrible things. But a lot of times it'll be like... Just, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and like the they do kind of cheesy representations where like the like the like maybe it's a lady and she's like supposed to be evil and they'll like have little devil ears on her or something and like red eyes, which is which is kind of dumb, but it's entertaining sometimes. The new season is very serious. It's longer. It's like forty four minute long episodes, and really breaks down whatever thing happened. And some of the things aren't actual like murders and stuff sometimes it's fraud or just someone who lied a whole bunch but i thought that was very compelling aaron didn't watch any of it with me because i got tired of waiting for him and i just watched all of it by myself except for like the last episode yeah it's okay it's okay you forgive me for watching tv show without you yeah absolutely that's so nice all right well let us know what interesting (laughs) shows that you are watching oh my gosh I just realized we've had some weird crimes happen here lately, including just yesterday, some terrible mom killed her six-year-old and then killed herself. What? And then today they're reporting some guy who's been domestically violencing... That's not a word. Apparently, I'm just... <laughs> apparently, I'm just going to use non-words. Domestically violencing. His, I'm, we're laughing. It's terrible, but it's... The, okay. Anyway, he's been assaulting his girlfriend on the regular... Also murder suicide themselves, and his 15-year-old brother was there and found them. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that terrible? It is, yeah. There's been, like, so many murder-suicides lately over here. And I'm like, what is going on? It's crazy. Maybe it's just the economy or people are sad about New Year's. I don't know. Holiday shows. Also, domestic violence was probably a precipitating factor in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe people are upset about the eggs, the egg apocalypse. So, fun fact, everyone, I did not realize that the eggs had gotten so expensive because Aaron usually buys that kind of grocery and he doesn't ever check the prices. He just buys the food. So, I've been seeing everyone post about this and posting a lot of memes and I was like, oh my God, are the eggs really expensive? And I kind of had a little bit of a spiral, y'all, because I really like to eat eggs. And I started to be like freaking out because I was like, what could have happened? Why are there no eggs? I bet you it was bird flu. And Aaron thought I was being ridiculous. And I was like, no, I I heard there was bird flu. Bird flu is back. It's probably bird flu. Oh my God, bird flu is everywhere. 
And I, I was a little bit having a spiral, y'all. And then today I saw an article and it was the bird flu. I know. Is that I not was crazy? right. He thought I was being ridiculous. You thought I was like that guy on Parks and Rec that's afraid of the turtle flu. I know that you were. You had a look on your face of like, she's like that turtle flu guy from Parks and Rec. Look, I made the reference to Parks and Rec because I love that show. And I'll You take, didn't say it out loud. You I'll, said it with your face. He said it with his face, y'all. I thought I said that. No, I, you I didn't. I made the Parks and Rec you did reference not. out loud. You said it with your face, okay. I promise. Look, I didn't think it was ridiculous. Look, what I, I, I was surprised, and I was not expecting that. I was like, really? You know, but I wasn't like, I was like, no way, that's ridiculous. It was more of like a, wow, that, that would be crazy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it was. It was crazy. Like, it was unexpected. Yeah, the bird flu. But it's not like I was being dismissive and saying that, like, that wasn't how it went down, you know? Because, like, because what do I know? I mean. Yeah, it know? was the bird flu that whole time. Also, new conspiracy. Because that, <laughs> that was a real thing. New conspiracy. So, the same article said that the eggs are, are shortaged because of the bird flu killing off all the egg birds. But... Chicken meat is not as expensive because bird flu doesn't as affect as much the meat chickens. Okay, so this raises the conundrum. Why are the meat chickens so fine, right? But then I was telling Aaron, meat chickens are basically just dead chickens, right? So what if all the sick egg birds are being fed to us? Is that dangerous? Does anybody know? Should I have Googled that? I should have Googled that. I only found out about the bird flu thing, like, right before we recorded, so I have not had time to be paranoid about this. I'm going to be fine. I also, you may not be able to tell us, but I ran out of my anxiety medication, and my doctor is being kind of a hoe about it, and so I have to go to the doctor's office to get more of it, and they didn't have any appointments. So now I am afraid of bird flu and creepy sick chickens. Legit. I know these are real fears. Okay. I got you. It's, it's scary. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the case in a non-gross way. I don't like in a healthy, researchy type of way, and not in like a yay murders. Um, although I guess I shouldn't judge you because you're listening. So thanks, I guess, for that. Um, also, if you want to join us on social media. I am very close to making a post, y'all. So we're over at Bad Axe Pod is on all of the social medias. Also on our email is badaxpod at gmail.com. You can totally email us. That would be chill. We also have a website. Aaron, do you want to tell them about the website? Our website is badaxpod.com. It's an excellent website. You should mm-hmm. go check it out. There's like a tree there. It's pretty cool. Also, if you happen to listen to this on Audible, if you could give us a five star on everything. Right now, we have technically two five stars and a three star but it only shows the three star when i google us and it really stresses me out and it makes me feel bad about myself so if you guys could like give us better ratings that would be super good i know this has not been our best episode but in my defense um again i ran out of my anxiety medication i think this is an excellent episode thank you and also it's my birthday on sunday so yay give us a birthday present oh my god it's not your birthday it's I said us. Okay. You know the the royal us. The, the, I don't think that's a thing. It's the royal we. Oh, royal. Give we a, a birthday present. That does not work, Aaron. Does not work. 
All right. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is give Bad Acts a five-star uh-huh. review for Danielle's birthday. Yeah, that would be super amazing. There we go. If you could do that. I said it I said it right yeah, this time. Yeah, because like some people have strong opinions. Anyway, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with a normal presentation of a case. Hopefully, and hopefully I will be receiving a refill on my medication. Bye. Bye. <laughs>